Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome to Inside the Tunnel, brought to you by BT Scoop 24-7 Sports. Today, we bring you an exclusive National Signing Day interview with Virginia Tech head coach Brent Pry. Without further ado, here it is. You got oh, me now? Wait. There yeah. he is. Yes, sir. Hey, guys. What's going on, man? How's it Not going? much. Not uh, much, man. Well, Good I day, can't huh? say the same. Yeah, come on. Yeah. That's signing day. We've all been swamped. <laughs> hey, Hey, I was over caffeinated for that hour or that hour long break you all had in the middle of the day. <laughs> break? Who the Man, hell had a break? Was it from like nine to nine to ten? It was like there was only one one letter that came in. Yeah, yeah, that's when I was on a on a XM radio interview or something. I, it, it, I tell you what is awesome though, you know, thirty zooms with different families and prospects today, and yeah, you know, we had donors in there, we had administrators. You know, we had Letterman. We, I mean, administrators from across campus. We had deans at colleges. You know, our event was really what I'd hoped it would be. Great interaction with the families. Uh, you know, really got the chance to celebrate with them and and celebrate with our staff. It looked it looked awesome. Um, one thing I wanted to I wanted to ask about looking over the the commit list and and being like you know covering the recruiting that we the way that we do. You signed a lot of winners. I mean, you signed guys out of Buford. You signed Highland Springs, Appomattox. Uh, you went to Bishop McDivitt. You went to a lot of schools, DeMatha, that are proven winners. Was that part of your, your foundation? Was that part of your, uh, your blueprint going into this thing? Yeah, we want winning programs, kids from winning programs and kids that are captains. I think that accelerates, you know, the culture that we're trying to establish. Guys that understand what real investment is, guys that have maturity, guys that have been coached hard, you know, guys that have been through tough battles, guys that have had tough competition day in and day out in practice. You know, this group, this 2022 class has a 784 win percentage this season. There's 21 team captains. There's 19 state championships over their careers, nine this season. Um, so, you know, you talk about impactful with talent, but the other way, you know, is with their mindset and their experiences uh, in improving our football team, you know, because that, that piece of it is just as important. We got to get more talent, but we also got to keep working on our culture and, you know, getting guys and understand the approach that's necessary at this level. That, that winning percentage how do you how, who calculates that? Like that's I don't is that something that you sit in the offices and and you're calculating out as you're recruiting these guys or is it the no re no recruit no, no, staff? No, no. We the mindset was to you know listen we want a guy from Highland Springs every year, we want a guy from Damatha every year, you know these places where we know the coaches and we know how they practice we know how they meet, you know the the quality of coaching they're getting that's important um, to me. And, uh, you know, so you recruit from them guys, that win percentage should be high. You know, Caleb Woodson, I mean, you know, Battlefield, they don't, they don't traditionally, but 
these last couple of years, they've done a great job. I mean, they went 10-0 and 0 in the regular season, and he was a big reason why. If they had any offense, they would have gone much further. Um, you know, so, you know, it's important to me that, uh, you know, not every guy's going to be like that, but, uh, you know, Coach Chris over at Radford and what he did with that group and, the, you know, the environment that Marcel Baylor was in. And, you know, it's just I can go on and on. You know, the guys at Appomattox, I mean, they do a tremendous mm-hmm. job, you know, year in and year out. I can't tell you, I've been to Trinity Episcopal's practices and games. You talk about a, a mindset and a demeanor and an approach in pregame. I mean, these guys are approaching this game like our guys do. You know, you know, it's it's just different. You know, Alcoa, Lance Williams is coming in here with four state championships in football. You know, they know how they've been doing it a long time. Buford, Appomattox, Highland Springs. I mean, you can go on and on. Bishop McDevitt and what Coach Wechter does up there. Um, the collegiate school, of course, a good program to Matha. I mean, there's just so many. You know, what Jason Abbey's team did this year at Douglas Freeman. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, again, you're not always going to have it turn out that way. But if that's if you're putting an emphasis on it, then you're going to get more of that. Coach, I know that you guys are constantly evaluating and some of these some of these guys that you brought on board today, you may have been familiar with, you know, dating back to ninth grade, 10th grade. But looking over the course of this season, is there a player, maybe two, maybe three that you thought took a particular uh, step forward in terms of, you know, growing their skill set, their ability that'll that'll set them up for the next level uh, in a big way? Yeah, let me tell you, I thought Jason Abbey. When I watched him play, I was pleasantly surprised. This guy's a true edge guy with a nonstop motor. I mean, he plays the game the way you're supposed to play it. He's fast. He runs like a linebacker. I mean, I I came out of the game and said, we may have to try him there. I mean, the guy's 6'4 and about 220 and really, really can run. He's smart, plays with a high motor. So many good things about that guy. You know, I thought that, uh, you know, Cam Fleming had a really strong year. I think Braylon Johnson was one of the more improved guys on the on the list. You know, good player, good seven-on-seven seven with us. But the year he had and the length and the growth, you're talking about a big, long corner, you know, that plays with some aggressiveness. And we tried to recruit as many guys as we could that, you know, the DB coaches wanted, the wideout coaches wanted. You know, guys that really had position flex. And I think Braylon's one of those guys. Dante Lovett obviously got a lot of attention this year for the year he had. Um, I think one of the one of the sleepers in the class is Mose Phillips. You know, he was a a really a guy that people didn't know much about. I mean, this cat is 6'2", 190, at super high football IQ, coach's son. Um you know, came down to us in Virginia and Georgia Tech. I feel like we got one there that's got a tremendous upside. I think Asen Stevens, he's actually 240 right now. He's truly 6'4". This guy maybe is a Mike, but probably going to put his hand in the ground. He got a motor. He's tough. He's smart. He's a basketball player. Um, you know, Caleb Woodson, to me, um, I, I, you're going to have to show me a better outside linebacker in the state. Um, you know, I'm taking him over any of those guys. And he's, he's 6'3", he's 205, he's smart, he's tough, he's beautiful, he can run, 
you know, his senior film looks a lot different than his junior film. Um, you know, so I think Lath Ganim, you know, is a guy that can come in here and, and, you know, help us. He's an early enrollee and he's tough. He's big, he's strong, he's smart. He's got a chance to help us as a freshman on the offensive line, which is tough to do. One of my favorite players in the class is Takai Heath. This guy did it all corner, safety, slot, nickel, with, you know, with a flair. You talk about explosive guy. You know, he had all kinds of folks the last two weeks, and this guy has been steadfast and loyal as anybody. And he had some dump trucks, you know, backing up to his house. Um, you know, so a bunch of guys to be excited about. I think you put uh, Pop Watson's film on, and it's hard not to get excited about that. So, but, you know, everybody trends, you know, you, there's guys that trend all the time, and we were fortunate you invest in the state, and you're going to know about these guys, you know, as they continue to have a good year and have a chance to, you know, get them in the boat in the end. Hey, Coach, it's Matei here. Um, you were talking about the winning mentality of recruits, and you guys were especially successful inside Virginia, landing a dozen guys today. I'm just curious, when you're recruiting these guys and you have so many winners, despite the results from year one, is it harder to recruit winners to, to your program, or are you selling – you know, we want you guys to change the mentality of this program and this culture because of your winning mindset. Yeah, I think it's twofold, really. I think there was enough encouraging things that these type of players and families, they recognized it, you know, that our team never quit, that we battled, that we stuck together, that we got better as the year went, you know, that the four losses by 11 points. I mean, losses by one point. Like, we're in every game but North Carolina in the fourth quarter. But more importantly, just the culture and the togetherness and the positivity, you know, the encouraging things, the lessons we learned. These type of kids, they get that. They know that that's part of a winning culture. You know, the things that we were able to to improve on and accomplish this year. I think you do those things, that's the toughest stuff to get done. You do that, the wins will take care of themselves. Uh, but also – this group does very much so feel like they can come in and impact our roster in a hurry, not just from their skill set, but also from their mindset. They definitely talk about that. Coach, I got, I got two more for you real quick. The um, looking through the commit list, the, the question that a lot of people have had, I've had as well is, uh, you know, there's no D, D tackles, no high school D tackles in there. What's the plan at D tackle moving forward? And uh, are you still trying to address it or will somebody move inside that maybe outgrows the edge position? Yeah, it's obviously, you know, it is on my list. Uh, there was only one defensive tackle, you know, in the state and then two in our footprint that we went after very aggressively. And uh, one of those guys went to Southern Cal and one went to NC State. Um, you know, those guys are hard to find. You know, we signed yep. three last year in Malachi, Lamar, and Gunnar Givens that we feel really good about. Um, but at the same time, you know, we are actively recruiting some guys in the portal. Um, you know, young D tackles that can help bridge that gap and mm -hmm. supply some depth there. But you know, we weren't going to just take a guy that we didn't feel good about just because he had the size. Um, you know, so 
but I will say that, uh, you know, I do think that uh, the Dorian Varner kid, you know, he potentially could have three years left. He for sure has two. And uh, he's more of an inside guy closer to the ball in my mind. He's very twitched up, and I think he can help us in there uh, along with the guys currently on the roster. So I like to look at recruiting. Uh, I, uh, uh, Andrew and Matei don't have kids. I have kids. You have kids. I was looking at like like your kids. You're not going to say one kid's better than the other. You're not going to have a favorite being a good parent. But let's let's not be a good parent. Like, who's your guy? Who is Brent Prize guy for the class? Not to say other guys don't matter or anything like that. I want to put that out there. But like, who's Brent Prize guy for 2023? Yeah, it's tough. You know, we're so close with those guys at Highland Springs. I have so much respect for Lauren Johnson and the way he runs his program. And, uh, you know, we're on the inside of that thing pretty deep. Yep. And, uh, you know, his son Braylon was really the glue behind this thing. He, uh, he gets tech. Like he, you know, he knows his dad and all his buddies and the mindset and, and the culture and what was and how they did it. And, you know, and he wants that for himself and he wants that for this team. So he's really been the glue. And then, you know, to Kai, Keith just to me is what we've been missing. I mean, just the explosive qualities in that kid. And then he's got an unbelievable personality. Um, so, you know, those are guys that just stand out to me, you know, initially when, when I'm asked that question, but you know, I'm really excited about the group and uh, I'm excited about the guys that stuck with us. You know, there were some hard charges at them the last couple of weeks and to be three and eight and not have a D commit, I think the staff has done an incredible job, and it also is a testament to the loyalty and the type of families that we're bringing in. Yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's been a fantastic finish uh, over the last two weeks, landing the guys you get you did, and, and landing the guys out of the transfer portal. I think those were much needed additions. Agreed. All right. Well, I don't want to keep you too long. I think we only had about 10 minutes with you or so. We may have gone over there. We still got more time or, or is Travis over yeah, there? Yeah, we can take another one. Travis Travis is giving me the single digit. We got a couple more lined up, but yeah, let's just do another one. Okay. So, you know, you mentioned Gunner. I know it's not 2023 guy, but the big fish of last year, how's he doing? How's he progressing? A lot of people have been wondering that in the off season. Yeah, he's doing well. You know, I, I think uh, like a lot of these guys, you know, the expectations when they get there, why isn't he playing? And you're, you're going to, you know, here's all off season, right? Coming into his entrance here. Oh, you're going to do awesome and all this. And, you know, for a lot of guys, it's, it's, you know, there takes some time. The transition can be tough. And I, you know, he'd be the, he'd be the first one to tell you it was Rocky early and uh, he had an injury and some things happened and he really, came around the second half of the season and started getting better every week and the nose to the grindstone. And, you know, so he's, he's a guy that uh, I'm very excited about. He's got a bright future here. You know, he's got position flexibility. I think, you know, right now we're getting excited about him as a D tackle, but we've had conversations about him playing on the offensive line and how he could help us there. So he's, uh, he's a guy, I think that, uh, you know, has a bright future and one of those transitions that sometimes expectations are just more than what they need to be. So looking at the O-line, the four guys you got this year, let's, you know, kind of run down some of those. Obviously, Hans Hammer, I went and saw him at a track event um, and he was long and lean, exactly what you kind of want in a tackle. Um, 
Lathe looked like he took a massive growth spurt. Lance, I mean, he might be recruited by a track after a track team after he picked up that trophy and ran around the field after winning the championship. <laughs> so, and then and then Gabe, you know, he's Gabe is you know he looks like a different player talking to him and then turning on the film. He's a completely different <laughs> different kid. Yeah, right. He's man, an oddball, like, man. Yeah, you yeah. got to get past that. You know, he's he's kind of stiff. He's got a, a a crazy sense of humor. He's got them big old glasses on and. <laughs> But you put the film on it. He's 287 right now, and he can bend and run and get hat placement, and and he's coming from a hell of a program. I mean, he's to me, he's one of those guys. You know, people are kind of going, "Man, did we miss on this guy?" Like, he's got he's going to be 305 one day, and he's smart and he's a worker and and he can bend, you know, and move his feet. So excited about him! I agree with you. I think Lath is going to be a monster. Uh, he's got really, really big features. He's tough as nails. He's got good feet. He's got tackle qualities, but I think he could be a, easily be a, a really good inside guy. Hannes is probably the biggest developmental guy, but what impresses me is he's so raw, and he's 6'7", 275, and can run. Um, you know, he's got a lot to learn still, but he's got the right coach to help him there. And then Lance – you know, Lance has been 310. You know, he's a two-time heavyweight wrestler, tremendous energy and passion. Um, you know, he's a winner, and he's smart. So, and, you know, those guys, all of those guys, with the exception of uh, Gabe, are, are here all spring with us. So that, that's really big when it comes to offensive line. Yeah, Lathe has some massive hands. He's a huge kid. Big head, yeah. big hands, big thighs. Um, you know, he, he's, I think he's got a chance to develop pretty quickly for us. Yeah. I think he's going to be a good one. Um, we talked about it. I asked, I asked in the press conference about the signing, the two quarterbacks and recruiting two at the same time. Um, especially, you know, you flipped pop Watson being an all American flipping him down at the end. Kind of what went into that? Yeah. You know, it, his family had a great visit here. You know, when Nebraska thing got up in the air, he kind of hung in there with him. You know, he had a real attachment to a couple of coaches and, and, um, you know, and then it was, you know, there were some other schools in our league that saw what was going on and said, Hey, we got an opportunity for this kid. And, you know, so they just, we, we were fortunate. We were really the first ones that he kind of said, okay, let me go look around. You know, this may not happen at Nebraska. And, um, and they had a great visit here. They really did. There was a lot of connection. Um, with Coach Glenn and Coach Bowen and the family. So, you know, we got high on his list early and, and you know, we had to recruit him. I mean, it was it was a process. And uh, in the end, you know, we're very glad he came. He He's the type of kid, when I told him, you know, before he committed, I said, listen, you got to understand this. I said, well, you know, you've got Dylan Whitkey that you know about, but I want to tell you, we're going to take a quarterback out of the portal. And uh, he may have a year left. He may have two years. He may have three. I don't know. And he looked at me and he said, Coach, I love competition. He said, it doesn't bother me a bit. I said, that's exactly what I'd hoping you'd say. And uh, that's kind of kiddious. So, you know, we're transparent with all these guys in the process, uh, probably to a fault. But uh, to me, you know, this stuff's difficult enough. When guys are playing games and screwing around, it makes it even tougher. Yeah, the whole recruiting process itself is is uh, 
it's a grind for a lot of guys, a lot of guys that you've known for years that maybe you recruited at Penn state and, and continued on here or guys that you maybe started recruiting a few months ago and, yeah. and landed today. So that's right. Um, uh, last, this will be the last yeah. one. Cause I'm sure we're running close. Uh, yeah. Thomas Williams, you know, when I, when I first met Thomas, he told me that he, he really liked you. You all were close from when Penn state was recruiting him. Um, so kind of what, what, went on you know how long have you been had a relationship with him and where do you see him because his running back film this year <laughs> is is really good yeah we agree with you um, it's a good problem to have you know he's raw as a db but uh we had him in camp at penn state and we tried him a couple different spots and i really fell in love with him his attitude his work ethic and his skill set he was raw then i think he's still a little raw but as as a db but this guy is talented. He does so many things natural. He really hit it off with Derrick Jones, uh, both South Carolina guys. And, uh, you know, watching him do what he did with his team this year, you know, a program that really hasn't had a ton of success. And he really put that team on his back. And, uh, you know, so, I, again, I love – position flexibility is really important to me. We talk about it all the time when we're making decisions on guys. If he's got position flex, man, he you know that's a that's another box he checks that's high on the list. So, this cat, if if he can't do it in the secondary, you know we'd be excited to try him at running back, and he knows that. So, I I, I want all these guys to, to to start their career out where their passion is, and what they believe in, and then we'll take it from there. Perfect, coach. I think I think that, that's all the time we got for you well we appreciate you man i appreciate y'all covering virginia tech and uh, you know i appreciate your coverage of the Hokies. i appreciate you coach appreciate it coach okay guys have a good holiday yep you, you too well. merry christmas okay yes sir well folks that was brent fry your head coach of the virginia tech Hokies. this has been a inside the tunnel exclusive interview a lot of interesting uh tidbits there we got the highland springs piece there at the end of course a lot of our listeners the people on the boards will circle and highlight gunner gibbons talking about potentially moving back to the offensive line that definitely yeah certainly caught my attention a lot to work with and yeah, you know we're very appreciative of brent pride taking time out of what must be among the busiest days in the 365 busy days that he has on his calendar every year. And uh, we appreciate you all tuning in and listening. We'll have a uh, probably a follow-up signing day episode here soon. I'm looking at Matei. He's nodding. That sounds sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll probably do that soon. Let this sit for a couple days. Let y'all listen to it. And we'll be back with all the coverage, all the analysis that you expect from the VT Scoop team. Until then, my friends, go Hokies. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.